0: to another episode of devotional an audio resource for daily living My name is Ariel and I'll be your host for devotional and this is episode 3.5 <laughs> Welcome to another episode I am Following up with the previous uh, episode and I realize I'm not quite yet ready to transition into the next path of happiness, Uh, blessed are those who mourn, there's something I wanted to address that we talked about in the last episode and by the way, yes, I am still walking my little girl. I am adamant in seeking to maintain my cholesterol as low as possible and I think exercise is the best medicine for the heart. So, anyways, uh, we talked about the justice of God, the righteousness of God, and how that plays out in our lives. Well, you have uh, this element called faith. That's how we received it. And I mentioned that, that if you believe that um, what God has done for you through Jesus Christ, then that's it. And as soon as I said that, I moved on. But uh, I realized. Um, that may sound to some of you like that's it Um, I just believe that God sent his son Jesus Christ and he died for me for my sins that he executed the punishment the just punishment for my sins upon his son at the cross and then he can pronounce me innocent because of that if I believe in that then I'm, I'm clear I'm not guilty yes but at the same time it's it's not that God has made it hard. The, the fact that it is simple to have faith in God, it is a fact. It is throughout the scriptures. If we believe, he He accepts that. He accepts our belief. He doesn't accept our efforts or our works, as some parts of scripture says. That is not interested in you working harder, but believing more and more like a child. And that is what I wanted to spend a little bit of time in. I'm going to... Maybe hesitate a little bit. There's some construction workers here using a, uh, some kind of a compressor, and I apologize for that, but that's what living in the real world is all about. And uh, anyways, uh, when we talk about faith, right, faith is something that even we have received from God. That is in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, that highlight what we talked about, that we believe we are saved by grace through faith. when when God declares His Son Jesus guilty for us and pronounces us innocent, that exchange the Bible calls grace. And we receive that grace through faith, believing in God. And Paul in Ephesians adds one more detail to the awesomeness of the Gospel in that he says that even faith is a gift from God. Now faith is a gift from God that every human being has. And because of that, every human being has a choice as to where they're going to put that faith. And that is where the sticky part of salvation comes. Not because God has put any you know, small print or any traps or any kind of obstacle for us. God has made salvation ample, easy to achieve, easy to receive. The challenge stands with us. Um, when we say that God has given us faith, it is a gift. It is the capacity to believe. It is the cap- capacity to believe without seeing, but upon evidence, rational, intelligent evidence. And, well, we can, we can place our faith on, in God, but that same gift that God has given us called faith, the capacity to believe, to trust, and to make decisions based upon that trust, We can place that faith on other things. We can place that faith in things that, well, we are convinced are going to solve our problems. I'm going to speak a little bit about this gentleman in the Old Testament called Abraham. Abraham is the one that is recorded as, I mean, explicitly recorded, the first one who believed in God and God counted it to him as justice, as righteousness. But when you read the story of Abraham, you see the struggle you and I go through in regards to receiving God's grace, in the process of seeking to receive this salvation that is so easy, so readily available. Um, Abraham had faith in lies, in his ability to deceive. When you read the story of Abraham, starting in Genesis chapter 12, all the way through to the rest and to the very end. Uh, through his whole family you see how uh, abraham would make misuse of this gift called faith by applying that faith by applying that trust in his ability to connive and con- convince others of things that were half truths or lies and he does that with his wife sarah by telling her tell people you're my half sister I mean, my, sorry, my sister, not my wife, tell people that you were not married. This way, we will be able to protect our marriage. Let's protect our marriage by denying its existence. And it sounds crazy for us, but that's what sin does. Sin makes us do crazy things. It makes us believe crazy things. Well, it's easy to see it in other people's lives. But when it comes to ours, I'm, I'm positive that there are things in my life that right now I'm doing that are crazy because I am not recognizing them for what they really are. And chances are, so are you. There are things that you're doing that if you really saw them for what they are, you'd be thinking, why am I doing these crazy things, Like lying about my marriage to protect it. Well, that is the point that I wanted to make in presentation 3.5 um, in regards to faith. It's not that God has made it complicated, it is that faith requires something, something that will make it possible for us to put our faith in God. And I'm going to talk about that one thing, that one thing that will enable you and I to put our faith where our faith needs to be. We'll talk about that right after this. I like pausing and sharing with you a verse from the Bible, a verse that will hopefully encourage you by reminding you that you are loved. And uh, I'm gonna uh, read to you this verse from the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, verse three. And it says, "'The Lord has appeared to me of old saying, "'Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. "'Therefore, with cords of kindness, I have drawn you.' That is a precious verse. It says so much. But just look at that that description. The the verse doesn't simply says with God, uh, by saying, I I love you, I love you with an everlasting love. It starts with a positive affirmation of yes. It's almost like God is anticipating us asking him, do you love me? And before we can get the question out, he says, yes, yes, I have loved you. I've always loved you. I have loved you with an everlasting love, which means that I still love you today. That is a precious promise to meditate and think upon. Like when we do something wrong, and we're certain when we're little, maybe when we're grown-ups, but definitely when we were little, if we do something really bad, we break something that is favorite to mom and dad, and we were so convinced mom will never love me. Dad will stop loving me after doing this and then comes the shocking surprise that dad still loves me, mommy still loves me and that amazes us how can they still love me after what I've done well Jeremiah 31 3 answers that question that sometimes we ask in regards to God can God still love me after all I've done after what I have just done and before we can ask the bible says yes yes I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with cords of kindness, I am drawing you close to me. Precious promise. Think about it throughout the day. It's a verse for you. So, what is that one thing that we need so that our faith will gravitate and be placed upon the real object what our faith is longing for so you can put your faith in the the tooth fairy right and forgive the example I'm just trying to do something that will hopefully speak to you (laughs) hopefully people are not listening that still believe in the tooth fairy I hate to break the news to you but if, if you put your faith in the tooth fairy you're putting your faith in something or someone that does not exist, will not provide. And just as silly as we're putting our faith in the tooth fairy is just as much as putting your faith in uh, money, pleasures of any kinds. Uh, anything that you know you can think of when that word comes to your mind. pleasure, um, anything that we can pursue and achieve on our own. Those things are destined to fail in making us happy because it will disappoint our faith. Whenever you have faith in someone and that someone disappoints you, your happiness, it's damaged. Your faith gets damaged. And so our faith gets wounded and bruised throughout our lives. We begin to find it. Harder and harder to believe in people, to believe in causes, to believe in institutions. As a country, we experienced that during the 70s, that there was this revolt against authority figures from, um, well, from government, and later on even from church. It was the, the the failures of religious leaders that betrayed the faith of not just believers but society as a whole that at least thought, well, at least these people got it right. Or At least least these people live a better life, but then they saw the, the debauchery and the degeneracy, even within the ministry. So the society's faith can experience what you and I can experience at the individual level. Our faith can get injured and it makes us more prone to skepticism. Well, when it comes to God, we are born with a propensity to distrust Him. And that is because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, you have this great transition, a horrendous transition happened when humanity decided to put their faith in the words of the enemy, in the words of the adversary. And in Genesis, the adversary was not accusing humanity. The adversary was accusing God. And if you read Genesis chapter 3, you know, verses 1 through 7, you can read this uh, yourself. You, you, the dialogue basically sum- is summarized in this. The adversary is trying to convince humanity that god is withholding something good something not just good but something that will cause us to be more than what we are more we were destined to be something um, bigger and greater than what we are and god is holding that back from us he's keeping something from us well that it's called not love if god is doing that number one he's lying to you and No one that loves you lies to you. And so uh, humanity made a choice. Where do I put my faith? Do I put my faith in God? Or do I put my faith in these words about God? And we know the story and we are reaping the consequences. So when it comes to putting our faith in God, God knows that, for some people, yes, it, it may appear that it just took a few seconds or a few minutes when the reality is God has been working in that per- had been working in that person for years to lead them to make that decision. The same with you and I. It probably may have taken God years. All right. I apologize for that. I got a phone call from the wife just in the middle of this heated, passionate uh, explanation of how it is that uh, having faith in God can be so challenging. Why is it so hard? It's not because God has made it that way. In the Garden of Eden, we were just discussing how God uh, saw the human race, uh, distrust him, and trust the adversary, the accusations of the enemy. And in essence, though it's not explicit, it is strongly implied that the adversary was telling Eve, God does not love you. That's why I believe God led me to the verse in Jeremiah 31.3, in which that doubt that haunts humanity, how does God feel towards us? In mean, philosophy and intellectual individuals have struggled, in, of course, the most more foundational question as to the existence of God, but even those that come to the conclusion, well, there may be a God, What they struggle even more is not whether that he exists, but how he feels towards the human race, because of what we see around us. We'll talk about that in a later episode, of how can we have a good God with the mess that we have in this planet? How could that exist? More so, how can there be a good God, but then this adversary, this enemy, where did this individual come from? Where did his being uh, spring up from? So, but right now, what we're going to focus on is that, that very simple statement. If you believe what God has done for you through Christ, you can experience that reality in your life even today. And the point was, many of us think that when we finally arrive at faith in God, it's, a, it's an experience of a moment. But the reality is, is that God has been working for years in trying to get us to that point. And, and the reality is that, at least for me, there were many, many points. The God was trying to get me to, to think about my life and acknowledge my lack of happiness because of my absence of Him in my life. So this 3.5 episode can be summarized in this. Having faith in God is simple when you love Him and you learn to, that you can trust Him. And that takes time. It takes time to get to know who this God is. And it takes time to get to know um, all the, the, the beauty, of his character of who he is and so the bible is an excellent place to go to so that you have these questions about god answered even the questions that we may be afraid to ask does god still love me jeremiah 31:3 says yes he loves you with an everlasting love so again i, I pray that this series will bring for you bring for you great comfort great encouragement to pursue the Lord with all of who you are. Have a blessed day.